0: Hey there, thanks so much for joining me today on The Chalene Show where we're talking about exogenous ketones with the expert Dr. Dom Diagostino. Welcome to The Chalene Show. Chalene is a New York Times best-selling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. It's likely you probably know someone who's doing the ketogenic diet, who's following a keto meal plan, or taking exogenous ketone supplements. Now, if you've never heard of them, it's just a matter of time, I'm sure. Because unfortunately, there's tons of companies popping up peddling exogenous ketones. And I don't mean to make it sound like a bad thing, because it's not. They are great, and there are certainly reputable companies producing these supplements. My question is, and always will be from this point forward for the rest of my life is, do we need them? What's the science behind them? What, you know, just because someone says they're great and they've got a great body, does that mean I should be taking them? Do I need them? What effect will it have on my body? That has been the catalyst, these types of questions, behind me creating the program, the 131 method. The 131 method was born out of this revelation I had that so much of what I was practicing and also preaching I I didn't even know if there was science to back it up. I just heard somebody who had a great physique and a lot of years in the industry say to do this or to do that. And I would often repeat that same information without ever questioning the science. Today, that's all different. Before I try anything... I first want to look at the research. I want to see who's commissioned the research. What is their interest? And what was the outcome? And is there updated research? And do we know from human trials how this is going to affect us long term? I'm just far more skeptical. And most importantly, I want you to know that every one of us is different. So just because something works for someone else, your DNA, your history, your hormones, your age, everything may mean that it's going to have a different effect for you. So I really wanted to dig into this whole exogenous ketones trend. And because this is such a hot topic right now, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So I wanted to share with you an interview I did. And this is an interview that was originally featured inside the 131 Method. By the way, if, you are a, if you're not a 131 Method member, if you're not a 131-er, what are you waiting for? This is where the knowledge happens. There's over 200 amazing recipes countless experts just like this one who've been interviewed and who have helped us to develop this course. This, the one through one method is It's not my opinion. It's, it is a collection of the very best leading researchers and scientists helping us to figure out optimal performance. And that's why Dr. Dominic Diagostino is here with me today. He's going to answer for us, what are exogenous ketones? How do they work? And if we produce ketones in our body naturally, why do we need to take a supplement to, to produce more of them? And if you're going to take a supplement, what is a quality supplement? Like what should we be looking for? Are there, are there any adverse effects? Are there any downsides? Are there any long-term studies to know what happens to the body when you take something that your body naturally produces? And are we able to eat more carbohydrates if we're taking an exogenous ketone? Why would anyone want to take an exogenous ketone? And ultimately, are we tricking the body and should we be trying to do this naturally? These are my questions. Dr. Dom is by far one of the most renowned expert researchers in the field of ketogenic study. He his job is to figure out how our bodies respond. It's it's human performance and nutritional supplementation is part of his study. His research and lab work has actually been commissioned by our government, governmental agencies who have a very vested interest in understanding how to deliver peak performance to our special ops guys for departments like the Department of Defense, NASA, and U.S. Navy. Dr. Dom is a brilliant man devoted to this research. With that said, and in an interest to be completely transparent, I also think it's important that you know that Dr. Dom, by his own admission, has done extensive research and work for leading supplement companies. Uh, Yes, supplement companies that are actually responsible for manufacturing and the marketing of exogenous ketones, including multi-level marketing organizations that produce exogenous ketones. Is that a negative or a positive? I don't know. That's It's just information that I want you to know. So I want to reiterate that the opinions and the views of any expert are just that. It's their opinions and views. But I'm not going to bring you someone unless their research and credibility is exceptional. Your job is to evaluate it, to figure out what it means for you, and then to use a healthy dose of skepticism and make the decision that's best for you. Now, before we head off into that interview, what exactly is ketosis? I think that's important for you to know because we're going to talk about ketogenic supplements in this episode, and that is going to make a lot more sense if you understand what ketosis is. In order to do that, I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to the episode where, again, I had Dr. Dom on the program, breaking down the ketogenic diet and ketosis. By listening to that episode first, this one is going to make a whole lot more sense. All right, let's jump into the interview. Dom, thank you so much for returning Um, such a popular topic and so many follow-up questions that I had no choice but to bring you back, the expert, and uh, dig dig into this stuff a little deeper. Thanks for being here today.
1: Great to be on again. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I want to return our conversation to fasting and, you know, the many benefits of, of nutritional fasting, like the the stuff that Walter Longo has been doing and so many great researchers. And, and for many people who are trying to heal their metabolism, it's, it's about healing their gut. It's about, um, you know, creating the ability for your body to rest. And now everything that we're learning about the incredible benefits of, of like doing a fast, like literally like a three-day fast and the autophagy, those kinds of promises, right? Like that mental clarity that people talk about, the increased energy and just how calm and clear so many people describe themselves feeling, That that's attractive. And of course, looking at all of the benefits of fasting as it relates to um, disease prevention and just countless benefits that I think is one of the main reasons why we're seeing people interested in this now. Whereas in the past, fasting was seen as something that was incredibly dangerous. Like that, that was just the notion, right? If you, in fact, if you, if you skip breakfast, you're, you're going to die. Like, it's just, it's the most horrific thing you could ever possibly do. And I I was of that crowd, you know, being in health and fitness. I hadn't studied nutrition. I studied exercise. And so what I did was just repeat what I heard everyone else saying, which was don't skip breakfast. But now we just know so much about the benefits of fasting. Yet oftentimes people. Whether it's psychosomatic because they've been told that they're going to crash and burn and have no energy, there is this moment or, or I think what a lot of people describe as, um, you know, the keto flu where they're, they're not quite into ketosis and it's uncomfortable and it's difficult. And they're not feeling any of these things other people are describing. And that's where the introduction or the attractiveness of exogenous ketones I think piques many people's interest. Can you tell us what an exogenous ketone is?
1: Sure. Well, I talked about these molecules that our body makes in a state of fasting or the ketogenic diet that go to our brain and provide this alternative energy source. Right. Uh and they're made in relatively small, you know, amounts initially and then, you know, more as we get deeper into a state of fasting where we follow a strict ketogenic diet. So now we also know that these ketone molecules which include beta hydroxybutyrate, sorry for the long word, and acetoacetate. <laughs> and there are things that uh interestingly, there's technologies that you can get at the drugstore that allow us to measure the blood levels of beta-hydroxybutyrate. So it's kind of cool that we can uh, now with supplements, we can consume it and actually measure it on a meter to determine, to confirm what's in that supplement, which is really good for the consumer, right? Because they can validate, you know, the elevation and then, or you can do the keto sticks, which you, you dip in urine and it tells you the levels of acetoacetate. Uh, so, these ketone molecules also function, have powerful hormonal, even signaling properties in our body, and uh, they're very beneficial where they can uh, suppress, I talked about, different inflammatory pathways that are, for example, linked to molecules that can cause inflammation in our body. So, they inhibit those pathways. Uh, for example, uh, IL-1 beta or TNF alpha, these things are things that can cause Chronic inflammation in the body, and it can reduce those things. And we also know that ketones can alter gene expression and have epigenetic effects through their activity on uh, as hist- inhibitors of uh, histone deacetylase or HDAC inhibitors. So they have and, and other activities too. But they have not only an important role as serving energy for the brain, but they have important signaling properties. So that makes them kind of attractive as as a supplement too, uh, because one can consume them in a state of a calorie deprivation, or maybe during a period where our our cravings are enhanced, so our hunger is enhanced. And if the ketones get to our brain, they're kind of telling the brain, they're keeping the brain happy. (laughs) And they're saying, okay, you're not, you know, they're preventing our brain from thinking that we're in an energy crisis and that we have to eat, right? And that that's really a, a major function, a major important function. And also, you know, they have anti-anxiety effects and reduce inflammation and, and things like that. So there's some some beneficial effects. So I think for practical, uh, reasons one can consume exogenous ketones if they're transitioning their body from a carbohydrate-based diet uh, into a low carb ketogenic diet, or uh, conceivably if they if they're doing intermittent fasting. Uh, one of the protocols I think that Dr. Longo uses is like there's different protocols out there, but 18 hours of fasting and six hours of Uh, time-restricted eating, which could be, you know, eating from 5 p.m., you know, and maybe snacking until 11 p.m., and then otherwise fasting during, you know, the morning and through the afternoon until the evening. So you could potentially maybe use ketones in a a modified (laughs) intermittent fasting protocol during the fasting hours, and then, you know, your, your body would kind of be tricked in a way. I mean, I don't really like the term too much biohacking it's kind of tricked in the way to to making it almost enhancing the fasting effects of the body like further elevating these ketone metabolites into ranges that we know not only help enhance our brain function but also have important you know uh, health beneficial effects so they're bioidentical to what we make but it's just sort of enhancing and elevating these molecules. And and kind of, I I think of, of creatine monohydrate. And when creatine came out, it kind of rocked the... The sports world is like, no, it, it can't be effective like or it's dangerous and things like that. So now we know creatine has many benefits, even for brain function, for like brain injury and things like that. And it, it's relatively cheap. So I think of ketones kind of like the same, almost analogous to uh, creatine, which is simply something that you can take by mouth and it can as a source of energy for the body. But ketones are much more versatile. So the cells can kind of use them in ways that, you know, for long duration and sustained energy, whereas creatine is kind of just there for sort of anaerobic bursts of strength. So both molecules have their have their place. But I, I think of it like that, you know, like you're adding, you're further boosting a molecule that our body makes that can have a, a host of, of health benefits and help us adhere to a low-carb ketogenic diet.
0: Does it um, diminish our natural ability to produce ketones? That's my first question. And then my second question is, if I am, you know, if I still have... uh, a lot of glucose. Let's say, you know, you're hearing people are like, oh, wow, so I can get into a state of ketosis and still um, be eating the normal amount of carbs that I want to eat. And therefore, there's the presence of both glucose and ketones. How does the body, you know, or does it prefer ketones? And then therefore, what is it doing with that excess glucose if I have both of these um present for energy, isn't it going to just store more glucose as fat? Like, I guess my question is, are we tricking the body? Is, is the ultimate, ultimately, should we teach our bodies to do this naturally? And is there, are, are there side effects of relying on a supplement or an exogenous ketone to do this for us?
1: Two, like, really good questions. So the first one, does consuming exogenous ketones prevent our body from making ketones. Uh, there is a study that was done in humans where they did an intravenous bolus of an uh, intravenous dose of, of high ketones into the blood where it reduced the body's ketone production a little bit and even I think it, it elevated uh, uh, insulin just a little bit. But that was a relatively high dose from what you would get from a product, for example, that you're consuming by mouth. So we don't have evidence of that, and we haven't seen that in the work that we've done in animal models or in humans, that it blocks their ketone production. So to prevent the possibility of that happening, we and maybe that's why the combination of the ketones, which would be beta-hydroxybutyrate and ketogenic fats— which would be medium chain triglycerides, which are found uh, in coconut oil and things like that, that when you when you consume beta-hydroxybutyrate with ketogenic fats, it elevates ketones, but the, the ketogenic fats, the MCTs, actually further stimulate our body's endogenous ketone production. So the, key, the, the fat goes to the liver and further ramps up and revs up the fat-burning, and what we call de novo ketone production in the liver. And I'm more comfortable uh, delivering exogenous ketones if they are delivered with ketogenic fats because that keeps our own endogenous ketone production ramped up. So I don't think unless they're given intravenously, which is a medical application that they have been used for, uh, unless they're given intravenously high doses, I don't think they're going to shut down our natural ketone production.
0: And by shutting down, do you think there's a diminished production? It can. So, whenever
1: you're consuming a source of calories, right? They, you know, your liver will adjust accordingly and sense, hey, we're getting a source of energy here. So we we will titrate the levels of ketones down to make sure we don't have too much ketones. So it's almost like a fail safe mechanism. So when you go on a ketogenic diet, your liver starts making a lot of ketones, right? So, and you can even smell it on the breath of people that are following a real strict ketogenic diet or fasting. And, and our body regulates that in about a half dozen different ways, but I'll, the two main ones are urea, which we excrete ketones in our urine. It's almost like peeing out calories, but in the course of the day, maybe it's only a hundred calories. So it's not it's still a cookie or two, but it's, it's not like a huge amount of calories. So, and the, the second way that our body regulates ketones is that as ketone levels get elevated, it causes our pancreas to release a small amount of insulin. That is barely even perceptible on blood work, but it's just enough to kind of, it's almost like a rheostat to turn down ketone production in the, in the liver. So even though it's a small amount of, of, uh, insulin relative to like protein or or carbohydrates, especially, uh, it can, it can help, uh, prevent runaway ketogenesis because otherwise if that was not fine tuned like that, we would keep burning more and more and more ketones, you know, and our liver has a capacity to produce tons of ketones. Because you can you can as evidence for type one diabetic who can go into uh diabetic ketoacidosis because they lack insulin. Right? So uh so that we we actually have a really high potential to to make a lot of ketones, but that's very fine tuned through a number of different counter regulatory mechanisms. Uh if that answers your question
0: it does and again, if we have both of these um, energy sources available, glucose and uh, ketones, how does the body know what to do with the because now it's got an excess of energy and and how does it know and does it prefer ketones or what are we at risk of storing more fat?
1: So I think of ketones as like a water soluble uh, fat, right I just think of it as like another macronutrient, so we have carbohydrates proteins and fat, and I would lump ketones into the fat molecule. So consuming ketones is kind of like consuming fat, right? And we know when we consume fat, it doesn't make us store fat, right? I see. (laughs) Okay, okay. So if we we consume ketones, it's not going to make us store fat or sugar. But if we consume fat, yeah, we're not preventing, you know, where does the... So I guess the question is, if we are consuming glucose... You know, sugar and ketones at the same time, and someone maybe not following a carbohydrate restricted diet. So, what we typically see in regards to blood work, because actually all of the studies that we we did initially and we're still doing now, we we add ketones on top of a high carbohydrate diet, and then we look at various blood parameters. And what we see is that there's a reduction in blood glucose. And it was unexpected. We did not expect to, to you know, see that, but that tells us a couple things. It tells us that the body's using glucose more efficiently as an energy source, perhaps by enhancing uh, what we call insulin sensitivity. So for the, the amount of insulin that's there, the, our tissues like our skeletal muscle tissues and, and other tissues are, are clearing, uh, disposing of glucose faster. So we're clearing it from our bloodstream faster. And we also know from previous studies that have been done is that the master regulator of our blood glucose is really our liver. So the glucose that's in our blood right now came from the liver. Uh, because our liver stores glycogen and it breaks that down, so we we eat and then it goes to our stomach and then all that food through first pass metabolisms goes to the liver, and then our liver is kind of like the master regulator. So we have evidence that in some forms of ketones, that it decreases uh, gluconeogenesis in the liver. So that's the liver's production, you know, glucose from other other things too. Yeah. Simply adding ketones to the diet of a person eating a high carbohydrate diet may enhance the body's ability to use glucose as an energy source.
0: My thought is that there are people who are, you know, always looking, we're, <laughs> people, we all are always looking for a way to make things easier, cheat the system, if you will, you know, find that hack that makes life a little easier. Um, I think to summarize what you've said, obviously this is most effective when you're eating a diet that's, reduced carbs and that for those people who are also, are still eating a diet that's high in carbohydrates and doing an exogenous ketone there may be some benefits Um, you're not going to necessarily cheat the system, but that may help you get into a state of ketosis. It may reduce blood glucose levels a little bit, but ideally you want to be able to do that with your diet as much as possible. And, and, um, while there may be some benefits, it's not like, okay, oh, cool. Now I can have cake and spaghetti for lunch and I'll just drink this, you know, the shake with exogenous ketones. (laughs) Okay.
1: Definitely not. No, nutrition has to be, and I know you promote this too, nutrition has to be the cornerstone uh, and and no supplement will. I'm not a big supplement guy. I kind of used to be, like a long time ago. Had all these bottles and potions and pills, but I mean, I maybe take like uh, four or five things. You know, things like magnesium before bed, or, or like you know, branched chain amino acids sometimes if I if I work out. But very few supplements. Vitamin D3. But I'm really big believer in uh, nutrition as being kind of the cornerstone. So you have to nail down your first of all your macronutrients. <laughs> and then your calories and then the quality of your food too. So uh, I think that's that's really important.
0: I'm glad you brought up the quality of ingredients because I think while we're having this discussion about exogenous ketones and considering the um, explosion of popularity of ketogenic diets, so too has the rise in the popularity of exogenous ketones. And there's all kinds of stuff on the market. Can you speak to my listener and help them understand if this is a, a route that they are going to consider taking, what should they be looking for? What's the difference between exogenous ketones in terms of salts or ketone esters? And what what should people be looking for, even in terms of quantity and when they're reading labels? Can you give us some guidelines there?
1: Yeah, sure. So I talked about, you know, the work that we did and, and other people have done. And, I, and I, I do think it's important from the data, if you go to the peer review data and, uh, and just from a theoretical standpoint, that the ketone supplement, uh, which usually comes in the form of beta-hydroxybutyrate, uh, and if you're going to buy the ketone salt products, which are the ones that are commercially available now, ketone esters are right now in the realm of, of therapeutics and maybe military applications as of right now. And eventually, they'll probably be on the market. But the ketone salt products are an effective way to get your body into nutritional Ketosis or you know supplemental ketosis, and the the products that incorporate beta hydroxybutyrate as a salt, which you can combine beta hydroxybutyrate with sodium, potassium, magnesium, and these things, uh, you'll see that on the label. And uh, I would I would uh, kind of seek out a brand that tells you exactly how much beta hydroxybutyrate is in there because there's something called fairy dusting. So uh, that, that a lot of companies do, they will put it on the label. Uh, you know there's a com- couple companies out there that are you know they put it on the label to, to look good, but I will just tell people to look at the label to determine how much beta hydroxybutyrate that's in there. You really need gram amounts.
0: And how, what are the grams that we should be looking for?
1: So it really needs to be more than five grams. Yeah, you really need at least like four or five grams of beta-hydroxybutyrate in the product uh, to get your, your ketone levels, even to budge, to get your levels elevated, your blood levels elevated, to start getting some of these therapeutic benefits that I talk about, like boosting in, in brain energy or reduction in inflammation.
0: And how often or how many dosages should I be doing? Look, Let's say I'm you know going to be moving into fasting next week and I'm really trying to get into a ketosis and make this a little more comfortable. Um, four to five grams is a minimum dosage that I should be looking for on the label. Should I be doing um, this type of supplement once a day, twice a day? Is there, doing, is there Is there a range where you're doing too much?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good question. I would say, so ideally, you want beta-hydroxybutyrate combined with uh, fat, medium-chain triglycerides, MCT. So that will keep your ketone levels elevated and sustained through hours of the day. If you just take ketone salt by itself, your levels will kind of spike up. Uh, fast, which is maybe not a good thing, and then come down kind of fast too. So, you really want to use a supplement that incorporates beta hydroxybutyrate with uh, medium chain triglyceride fats, and you want that you want about you want an equal amount of beta hydroxybutyrate and MCT. So if there's ideally you want you know anywhere between five to ten grams of beta hydroxybutyrate and five to ten grams of MCT.
0: Are there some products that combine both of those on the market? Uh,
1: yeah, there's two that I that I know of uh, that are kind of tested and kind of validated through our lab. And one would be the keygenics product. keygenics so you could look that up. And uh, the other one would be the Prove It sells a product. Uh, they're in the realm of network marketing, but they have an excellent product. It's called Prove It Keto OS, uh, the orange flavor. That orange flavor incorporates the beta hydroxybutyrate and MCT combined. So that will boost your ketone levels and also ramp up your own uh, endogenous ketone production. And, and as we go on in time, you'll start to see you know, more companies emerging on the market. I haven't looked recently, but we've tested about 10 different products on the market. And it's, it's amazing. Like a lot of people, they kind of don't want to put what's on the label because they do, I guess what you would call, like I mentioned, fairy dusting, right? So they put uh, a little bit on there just so it looks good on the label. And they say, you know, this is a ketone product. And, And there's a couple like really popular companies that are doing that right now. And I would be I would just warn people cuz they're really being ripped off if it doesn't have gram amounts of ketones. So think of it like ketones, it's really an energy source. So you kind of have to consume it in a fairly, you know, legitimate <laughs> dosage to really start getting, you know, the benefits of
0: it. And so when we're talking about other products that are available, one that I've tried uh is I think it's called Perfect Keto. Uh-huh. Yep. And that one says it has 11 grams of beta hydroxybutyrate, and it has it combines it with magnesium and calcium. Now, is there an efficacy that you're seeing by what it's combining with?
1: Yeah, that that's a good combination. Actually, sodium's pretty good too because sodium can enhance the absorption of others. So the Perfect Keto is actually one that we have tested, and it's a legitimate product in that you know it elevates uh, ketone levels. Uh, really well, I mean, uh, less so than the than the Kigenics product and the and the Prove It uh, Keto OS. But that's just because it's not combining beta hydroxybutyrate with uh, with the medium chain. But I like the incorporation of magnesium beta hydroxybutyrate salt in it because magnesium is something that I encourage people that you know use the ketogenic diet to supplement magnesium because it, it tends to be uh, a little bit lower in people. Uh, because our body is uses magnesium for a lot of like you know uh, hundreds of different enzymes but and then these products came out uh, it 's almost like you're restoring uh, a really important mineral that has many different you know beneficial effects and in the product so it's it 's actually you could think of these ketone products, the one that are formulated with magnesium is also being an, an excellent magnesium supplement
0: oh that's good to hear and I appreciate um you know the fact that you are actually testing these products and, you know, shedding some light on the fact that you've you've still got to look at the label and be careful because these things are going to become more and more popular. And it's really important that we educate ourselves and understand dosage, understand grams, understand uh, what, you know, if we're just buying a very expensive, as you say, product that's just been very dusted. Is an MCT, is that considered an exogenous ketone, like technically?
1: No, it's not. I think it's been, I think some people claim it, it, exogenous ketone. But it does a significant portion of medium chain triglycerides are converted into ketones, uh, especially relative to other fats that are that are not when we consume uh, medium chain triglycerides instead of being packaged sort of how long chain fatty acids are into things called chylomicrons and going into our lymphatics. When we consume medium chain triglycerides, they rapidly go right to the liver. It's almost like a bolus of fat to the liver. And that sounds like a bad thing, but our, our liver oxidizes them, burns them very, very fast. And because the, the, the fat is burned so fast in the liver, it tends to make a lot of ketones. So the faster our liver burns fat, the more ketones we make, right? And MCTs are burned. MCTs, it's very difficult to store MCTs as body fat. I mean, if we consume lots of MCTs, you know, it may make other things like sugar turn into fat, but MCTs itself, if we do studies and like radio label them, very little of it goes into fat. So it's it's almost like a, a fat that's has a lot of benefits right it's uh for fat not to be readily converted into fat so and they they are quickly oxidized into energy
0: i know that you are a fan of uh testing things on yourself as well which i love (laughs) you're the experiment experimenting on yourself um and I've, i've done that myself and when i so when i experimented with exogenous ketones i had some major digestive discomfort shall we say uh the first time i tried it so do you have a recommendation for if somebody wants to to try an exogenous ketone a way to do that, that they should probably uh, have more success? Uh,
1: Yeah. So I would like look at the label for, for example, uh, let me just grab some products here my desk. Uh, So for example, like if you get a package of the Kigenix Prime product, which is the one out now, like that gives a pretty whopping dose of of, uh, ketones just from, so it has calcium Sodium, magnesium, and potassium. So it's the beta hydroxybutyrate is spread across four different minerals. I would just use, start off with a half of a packet. And if you have the perfect keto product, let me see, from that it says one scoop. I would use a half a scoop you know, or if you have the, the prove it keto OS product, use, use half a packet, start with that. Uh, And I do notice that if you drink a glass of water before you take the supplement, it tends to kind of open up the gut in a way that it absorbs it better. So I just, I just learned after testing so many different things in so many different ways, I learned that, you know, I drink a glass of water, then I mix it up and then I, then I drink it and I could eat a little bit of food with it. Sometimes I can, you know, tolerate it a little bit more. But uh, I tend to use these things in the mid part of the day. Uh, sometimes I'll intermittent fast, and then like, you know, early afternoon, I'll start sipping on a ketone supplement. Or even if I eat uh, a ketogenic, you know, breakfast in the morning, uh, instead of eating lunch, which I rarely do, I'll take a ketone supplement. And uh, and I do find that, you know, when most people are kind of sleepy around 2 p.m. in the day, I'll take my ketone supplement and sip on that for about a half hour. And then I'll have a couple hours of like super productive work behind my desk or just in meetings or whatever. So um, oh, I love
0: that. That's great. I know this question will come up. Um, so I've done my best to, you know, eat a diet that's restricting carbohydrates. I've been doing my intermittent fasting. Uh, but man, I just cannot resist those pancakes. And so if if I've slipped up and I'm, I've am i consumed, a, you know, a larger percentage of carbohydrates that I intended to. And can I undo some of that damage with it by consuming an exogenous ketone at about the same time or close to it? Or is that irrelevant?
1: So I'm going to say no. <laughs> it may do some damage control, but I would not like to promote that. Something that I'd like to, you know, to really get across is that when you're on a ketogenic diet and you follow it for any length of time, the more you do it, the easier it gets for sure. But the more benefits you derive from it and the more your palate changes over time.
0: This is so true.
1: So you just don't have instead of, you know, you have control of your appetite instead of your appetite controlling you.
0: Is there a population that you think um, should avoid the ketogenic diet or eating that way, or a population that you think needs to be cautious when considering even doing exogenous ketones?
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, I give talks on this at the different clinical you know conferences that I that I speak at. If you have any kind of fat like malabsorption problems, if you some you know, there's quite a few people out there that have defects in fat metabolism. So fatty acid oxidation enzymes. They might not know it. But some of it's genetic, and and other people just find like when they follow the ketogenic diet, it just does not agree with them. They feel sick. They feel. I would say if you follow the ketogenic diet and you feel ill over time after you've tried to adapt, just it's not the diet for for you. If you have an impairment of liver liver function, like maybe if you have hepatitis or something something that would impair your liver from functioning if you have if you have cancer and you do have like heavy metastasis to the liver like you know we do research on the ketogenic diet for cancer but if if your liver cannot effectively kind of you know metabolize fat and make ketones that may be very difficult for the patient or Let me see. A lot of questions I get if your gallbladder, if your gallbladder is removed, you know, how will I digest fats and stuff? Interestingly, I know quite a few people email me that have gotten or they're like, I don't have a gallbladder and it took me a while to adapt to the ketogenic diet, but I'm doing great. And they may do just like low carb, like protein veggies and like maybe 30 or 40 percent fat and they call it a ketogenic diet. Uh, but your pancreas also makes, you know, lipase, uh, pancreatic lipase. So your pancreas can kind of ramp up its own production of fat, digesting enzymes. And you could also take, you know, digestive enzymes with your food if you if you don't have a gallbladder. So those are the sort of the things, they're the major things that I would, I would say kind of shy away from the ketogenic diet or be more cautious if you, if you start the ketogenic diet, these are some considerations.
0: That's fascinating. Well, I can't thank you enough for just spending so much time with me today and letting me kind of get every possible question I could from you, not just regarding, uh, exogenous ketones, but the ketogenic diet for applications for neurological disorders and, and just in general, how amazing it is that we can, we can treat the body with nutrition. It is amazing, and and thank you so much for being a thought leader and a researcher and an advocate in this area. I know so much of what a lot of people are, you know, citing as research that that, that comes from you, and it comes from your team. And I can't thank you enough for the work that you've done because it's 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 helping families, it's helping save lives, it's it's changing lives. That's for sure.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Shalene. I appreciate it.
0: Well, I don't know about you, but that interview definitely opened up my mind to the possibilities of using exogenous ketones for certain people and in certain situations. Now, that is not by any means an endorsement of exogenous ketones, but I will tell you I have definitely taken them myself from some of the companies that Dr. Dom kind of put a stamp of approval on, and I've used them to kind of help me ease through the beginning stages of a fast. Nonetheless, it's not something I think... Um, I can make a decision for you, nor do I, in my personal opinion, believe that people should be taking exogenous ketones every day, 365. Like I know people that do that, and I'm like, why? Nonetheless, the benefits of ketosis and the process of getting into that fat-burning mode are incredibly important to our long-term health, to cellular regeneration, to our energy, hormone adaptation, fat loss body composition, and, of course, autophagy, a term you'll be hearing a lot on The Shalene Show. Certain individuals who are unable or really, like, struggle to get into ketosis naturally, they might consider doing an exogenous ketone supplement in much the same way you might consider recommending a supplement, at least on a temporary basis, if, say, for example, you're deficient in vitamin D or some other important vitamin or mineral. So if you're following a ketogenic diet, carefully, closely, and still struggling to get into ketosis, especially if you're considering doing a fast, you may want to consider supplementing with exogenous ketones. That's my stance on it. Um, The research is sound. And if the supplement is a very high quality, if they are clearly labeling the amounts on the label, that's really important then it certainly can be an effective tool for certain individuals. Not all people. There are no quick fixes. There's no magic bullet. People who, you know, I, I just have to say this. People who make it sound as though taking some supplement is going to change your whole life. You know, if it sounds too good to be true, maybe it is. That's all I'm saying. All I know, is that you are very smart and you're going to figure this out. And don't forget how valuable it is to use your common sense. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this interview. It was one that we originally did for the 131 Method. The 131 Method is loaded with interviews just like this one from the nations, from the world's leading experts and researchers. There's over 200 chef-prepared recipes, simple ingredients that you can find at your local grocer. There are 23 lessons just on mindset Coaching you through the process, helping you make permanent change so you can drop the dieters mentality and figure out how to eat for optimal performance and so that you can be your ideal weight for the rest of your life and stop struggling with food and diet. All right, I hope that you'll check it out. You can do so by going to 131method.com. Thank you for subscribing to The Shalene Show. Thank you for your very lovely reviews. You are the bomb.com.